Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You put your mind to something, you can do it, and uh, that's what I do. I got the best team behind me. I'm not going anywhere. Frankie Edgar, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my goodness. You guys like it? So, that's my motivation right here, to bring the best fight possible for this crown right here. Pedro Munoz, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. <laughs> Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. That's to the audience and to you, Robbie. It's great to be back. It's been too long, Matt. It's been way too long. Man, we had so much fun when you visited us in studio, and we visited you over at the uh, that, that bar stool. Yeah, you guys you still, came over, I, did my mom's basement. What you been up to, pal? I want to hear what's up with you. I've been chilling. I've been uh, kicking back when the pandemic first hit. I got out of the city pretty quick, went back to my mom's in Jersey, hung out with my dogs, spent like three months just cuddled up on the couch with them, smoking a lot of hashish, as they say. Kind of chilling, you know, covering the fights. But I wound up doing some fun stuff last weekend, went out to Vegas, watched some fights, Matt. Now... How did you – now, you're doing that as a reporter. I saw you You were there with the uh, – I didn't notice you were there until I saw on the Instagram after. I would have tried to say hello because, you know, I was there also, Robbie. I know. I saw you. Yeah. I, but, listen, I wasn't going to bother you. I saw you had much uh, other things to attend to. Oh, man, I, let me tell you something. Every time one of my guys – you know, I should say our guys wins a fight, uh, I'm just, I feel like I want to fight, which I'm, so, I'm still so happy. I'm just so happy for Marab. I kind of felt yeah. that way just knowing you because I saw how happy you guys were in the octagon yeah. afterwards when he's screaming yeah. in your faces and you guys are all giggling like, oh, yeah. geez, he's still screaming. Like it was just such like a wholesome, fun, you know, yeah. win for you guys. Yeah, I mean, you know what it is too? Like when you really get to know a guy like – and like a guy like Marab is just – it's – Marab's a guy, there's not what you can't find a person I think on earth that can say something bad about this guy. He's just, you know what I mean? So when you know a guy's like a, he's a, he came from the mountains of Georgia. And, you know, if you heard his story, you heard at the post fight, of course. you know, um, in the tent, you know, doing the, in front of all the reporters and uh, doing his post fight uh, speech there, not speech, what is it? The post fight interview. Uh, interview. 
you know, he was saying he came from like, you know, the mountains of Georgia. Uh, and, you know, now and he's just now is able to stop his construction job and, and, and be a full time UFC like fighter, you know, and yeah. he's just from where he came from to here. And he's an elite fighter. It's just such a beautiful story, man. You know, it so, is a nice story. And everyone around him, the way you guys rally around him makes it even that more nice. I don't know if you saw this, but I had an interview with Dana White recently where I was talking about your team and how much I love your team. And I said that oh. I want when he goes and buys his property out in Abu Dhabi on fight Island, I want you and ally quinta to go out there and then do dana white looking for a house with Max <laughs> and quinta. Oh, did you say that that's great I did. Yeah, yeah 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 that's what i want to see next yeah you get more uh i see you talking to dana more than i do talk to dana more than i do robbie <laughs> i don't know crazy, how you guys got man. so close it's great Me neither i don't get yeah. it i think dana's got like a, a secret little thing for nerds i see yeah. you know that john oliver feud got a little soft and now he likes yeah. me I think I think maybe this, he's a closet nerd himself. I think you're a likable guy, and I'm happy that there's so many there's so many fights lately. You know what I mean? That there's fights every week, Rob. Oh, every you know what week. I mean? Yeah. But wait, really quick, getting back to Rob, just, I just you know, because we're talking about what such a great guy he is. Just me and Longo had to share like a a suite, like you know what I mean. So I had a room, then there's a little living room, and he has a room. So yep. we're like roommates for the week. You know what I mean? For a few days, you know, for his uh for Rob's fight. So we you know we're getting ready for his. Like the day before, I mean, the guy's cutting weight. He visits us in the room, Marab, and you know me and Longo are slobs. I'm looking over. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking over, and uh, I, I come out of my room. And, hey, the guy's cleaning up, man. He's got the garbage bag out. He's putting our pizza boxes. I go, Marab, you got to be a little selfish, man. Stop. Don't be worrying about us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely <laughs> not. I also. Oh man. I don't envy the people in in the rooms next to you <laughs> with the, the paper thin walls that they have in hotels. Screaming oh, at each other from from wall to wall. That's a sitcom I'd like to see. Oh, let me tell you something. It is uh, it's something. It's always an experience. So we have Pedro Muno Munoz coming on soon. Yep. And also my buddy, the legend Frankie Edgar. I'm as thrilled I, about that. I'm a, yes. I'm a Jersey boy, Tom's River guy, and I've I've never spoken to Frankie, so Wait, that's big grew, for me. Oh, you're from Tom's River? Well, I'm not from Tom's River. I once had a house there for a few years. Oh, I lived there for a few years. Where'd you grow up? Little Ferry, New Jersey, up in Bergen County. It's oh, right so near you Hackensack. Are, you, you are a Jersey guy. Oh, yeah, big time. All right, so listen, before we get Pedro on, that fight's going to be sick. going to be gonna, awesome. We'll, we'll go over some picks and stuff afterwards because we don't want to make it weird now. Oh, we'll, definitely not. You, yeah. know, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Sometimes with Jimmy, I like to point out that he picked against the guy just to make him uncomfortable. But I'm way more, I would never do that. I would never do hey, that. Hey, you want to hear this? I actually became friends with uh, Billy Quarantillo over quarantine because oh, I picked against you. him in his fight with Spike Carlisle. I picked Spike Carlisle, and then he hit me up after the fight, and he's like, bro, I've been a Barstool fan for 10 years. What the hell? I was like, oh, hard. man. Isn't so I had strange? him on the podcast, apologized to him, and now we're buddies. These guys, they handle it so much better than I would have handled it. I, I was so? like, I was a hot, well, I was a little hothead when I when I get ready for fights and I'd see people picking against me. I'd be like, because it's weird because it's when you're the guy, it's not like you're picking for a team to outscore you in something. You're picking for another guy to out, to just best you in combat. Totally. To, to beat your, you out. no, to beat you up. To be, yeah. This guy could beat you up. It's, it's, it's like, it's something just, it feels, it feels deeper than just you're getting just beaten in a contest, which it, that's how you should actually look at it because it's not really personal for the guy picking 
But yeah. I don't know, man. I remember as the fighter being annoyed with people like, fuck this guy. What did you think of the vibe at the Apex? Like, curious as a corner man, like kind of weird for me as a press member. It was like fight clubbish. You know what's funny? It was exactly the same vibe as Abu Dhabi, as a fight as a I'm fight forgetting, yeah, you were out it's on so fight funny. island. So you yeah, it's experience. the same exact thing. It, it could have been the same place. I mean, that's yeah. inside because it's very few people in there. You know what I mean? Very few. And uh, like, it's, I mean, for, as a corner man, I'll tell you right now, I was there watching it with Dana because I was there doing Dana White looking forward to a fight, which is on YouTube. See, I plug my shit. But uh, I was doing that over there for the, a few weeks ago. And it, it, I had a different experience because I went through the green room with Dana's and then watched it. I was one of the very few people able to watch the fights. Yeah. This time I was a corner man. So it was very strange how they did that. And very cool. I love it. Because you're in and fucking out, which yeah. it's a different experience. Because, Robbie, after with the fights, usually, uh, you know, if it's not a main event, usually we're after to go in the green room with our guy. If it's a good night or else we're in the fucking ambulance at the hospital. But, uh, you know, we watch, we're watching the fights on the, on the, in the green room with all the camps. You know what I mean? It's like a different routine. This one, you're in. There's an area, like an apex, where there's one mat over there and another one far on the other side of the huge room. And just two camps. At a time, you take they take your bags with you when you leave the room. Leave the leave the room to go walk to the cage, and they put them like they're just waiting for you for afterwards. Your guy does the press like Marab did his press afterwards, and then we just got walked right out the door. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> so strange, Robbie. It, it, it was I mean? strange. Yeah, I said uh, from being there, it felt like a high school wrestling meet almost. Just hearing the corners, hearing the coaches like screaming at their fighters, hearing the emptiness, hearing every shot land. It was it was just bizarre. Pedro, what's up, man? This is my buddy Robbie Fox. What's going we're on, on, Pedro? We're on UFC Unfiltered. All right. Are you in Vegas already? Oh, yeah. I'm in Vegas already. Got here yesterday. And, uh, <laughs> hey, man, this is the first time you're on the show. I feel like we talked before. No, we spoke before when I fought Audio. Oh, um, man, tell you, what a fight, too. Holy, yeah, then, holy was heart a, attack. Was was a great honor, man, uh, meeting you and uh, be able to to talk with you. You know, I grew up watching you fighting. Oh, Even though thanks. before before you ever see, I watched you ADCC back in those days. Oh shit, man! Well, listen, man, I feel hey, that was two thousand and one, so it shows my age. But shit, I'm still around, so I'm I'm happy to know you, man. Because I'll tell you, I I sometimes and, and Robbie. Listen to this. Sometimes I, I watch like fights studying these guys for my fighters, and then I become fans of these guys. Yeah. And Pedro's one of them, man. Because, you know, I'm a fucking jujitsu guy, and he's got one of the sickest fucking Giyu teams. You hear me every time when he fought Aljo, every time Aljo went a little low, I'm just like, ah, your fucking neck. I was dying. <laughs> I was like, dude, I go, listen, don't, because Aljo has a way of when you have his neck, he's still hard to strangle. And I go, dude, don't fuck with Pedro's guillotine. I'll tell you right now, don't fuck, don't eat, don't wait for it, don't wait for that to get around you with one hand. He puts guys out. Almost relieving when, when like the fight's over. It's like, all right, I could just be a fan now. I could just root for him for the rest of his career. <laughs> hey, hey, Pedro, me and Robbie were just talking about the, um, the the fighting with no crowd. You know what I mean? I'm used to it back from the Ultimate Fighter, and and I've seen it before, but it's 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 fucking. It seems. You know, it, it was definitely when I first was did it. It's, it feels different. What do you think about it? You think it's gonna affect you at all? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah, yeah. 
will be interesting, you know, because even though back in those days, I, you know, in Brazil, fighting like a small shows, things like that, we always has like an audience, you know, stuff like that. So let's say that's going to feel like more a sparring section with, you know, a little bit more sparring section with camera and stuff, you know, so no audience, you know, in a good, in a good point as American top team, we have like a huge like warehouse with the octagon right there in the middle, people yeah. like walking by and things like that. So, but it would be interesting. It would be uh, interesting, you know, uh, fighting with no audience. You know, it's my, my first time, you know, um, fighting with no audience. But I'm looking forward, man. I'm looking forward because the audience, even though that I like it, you know, a lot of people don't like the extra pressure and things like that. I like it. I like it like you walk in the octagon and like, just you feel like you're just a gladiator everybody like ah on top of you some shit like that you know so and i, I kind of like it like that kind of fight you know that kind of like ah so you know this time will be like less noise let's say it's so funny it's so it's so quiet in there you know and uh at the end of the, like if you saw the fights over the weekend with my guy marab at the very last at the, in the third round it started let's go to war they give a hug Ah, they both do a scream. It was almost fucking freaky, man. Like, it was. That, it was freaky. Was, yeah, yeah, man. Oh, yeah, Robbie, I, you were there. <laughs> I watched it there. I watched it there. I was, I was happy for your guy, man. You know, and then I heard his story after, you know, like coming from Georgia, very humble kid. Uh, so it was humble. really nice, man. I was happy for him. I was happy for him to be able to stop John Dodson because I fought Dodson like in a bigger octagon. And then I thought to myself, what about if I fought him in a smaller octagon? You <laughs> I know, think it helps. He doesn't it have helps. much place to run, you know? So yeah. that was good, man. I was, was happy good. about it, yeah. Because it had to show a little bit of a – he had to show a little more patience in the fight, which is cool that he, he was able to do that, like, you know, instead of just going into a berserker. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Pedro, yeah, for the people that don't know your story, you, you started in Bra – you grew up in Brazil, yes? Yeah. And you started – what was your first martial art? Um, I don't want to just assume jujitsu, but was it jujitsu? Yeah, no, yeah, no. Good. Uh, so I grew up, you know, in a in a low middle class, you know, family in Brazil. I'm from São Paulo originally, and you know, I was a big fan of Jean Claude Van Damme. You know, uh, like <laughs> like very, very, very like the young yeah. age. Like I was like four, five, six year olds. I used to watch like a kickboxer, blood sport and things yeah. like that. And I want to, I want to be a kickboxer now. And then I was, you know, uh, doing karate here and there, nothing too serious. I was a kid playing soccer in a little bit, but in reality, when I fell in love with the sport, it was the first UFCs, you know, when I watched Royce Gracie, you know, choking all those guys. And I was like, wow, Jiu-jitsu, man, that's the shit right there. And I had a little bit of experience in kickboxing, karate, but I never done anything like like jiu-jitsu. I never heard about jiu-jitsu. Yeah. I, 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 I never saw a gym that in, in, in my city uh, with jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu back then uh, in Sao Paulo, later 99, beginner 2000, that year, it was more in Rio. You know, Sao Paulo was already starting jiu-jitsu and I was more for like elite class. It was like, nice neighborhood and things like that so we ended up a year later finding like a gym next to my neighborhood and then um told my parents man i want to do jiu-jitsu i want to do jiu-jitsu so i went fell in love with the sport and i started competing like immediately 
How old um, were you, Pedro? How old were I you? I was 13 years old when I started oh, wow. doing YouTube. Yeah, I got my black belt. I was 20 years old when I got my black belt. Wow. So, okay. But MMA was always something that was like my passion. Even though Jiu-Jitsu, I want to be a world champion. I want to fight ADCC. But I, I, I didn't have that patience to just focus in Jiu-Jitsu. I started doing boxing at 17 years old. I did some boxing amateur fights in that time between 17 years old, 18, um, doing Muay Thai a year later. And then I, you know, and then I was Pedro. like, oh, I, I know what I'm going to do. So I got my black belt and I tried, I tried one more year at the words to try to become like a world champion, things like that. So it didn't happen. And then I, I fought, I, my first MMA fight was in, back in 2009. So, and you know, and that's, that's pretty much my journey was. How did you transition to the striking? You said you started doing that at 17? And you started yeah. doing jiu-jitsu at 13? So remember, remember yeah. like at the beginning, I did some karate, you know, okay. things like that. And then when I started doing jiu-jitsu, three years later I was doing jiu-jitsu, we had a, a boxing class in one of the jiu-jitsu academy that I used to train. Ah. And then I started boxing right there with the coach. Um, I fought amateurs. I did it like probably four or five amateur boxing fights, you know, into, you know, here and there. While I was doing jiu-jitsu at the same time, competing and all that, uh, a year later, I was like, oh, so I found another Muay Thai gym. I was doing jiu-jitsu. I was competing. I was competing the nationals. I was competing the states and things like that, which I won the national two times, no gi. And, and then I had opportunity to fight in MMA in 2009. So I, I had a, like a little bit, like, you know, a little bit like, the amateur boxing, uh, you know, background a little bit, you know, so I was yeah. like, aware of the kicks and stuff like that because the Muay Thai, I was already black belt in jiu-jitsu. So it was pretty much like everything coming at once, you know. I was not the guy that I came from a jiu-jitsu background and then jumped in MMA. So I yeah. kind of had the mix, you know. I started karate a little bit as a kid, just for fun. And then jiu-jitsu, very serious. I want to be a world champion. I, you know, jiu-jitsu was my passion. Three years later, I was I wanted to do boxing just to you know to to help me with jujitsu cardio, and then I started fought boxing. You know I started fighting boxing. I did like like I said like I told you like four or five amateur boxing fights, and then I was like like oh man that shit is fun. So what can I do to put it all together? Boom MMA. But first I want to get my black belt and I want to try to be yeah. a world champion. So I tried for another two years to be a world champion. It didn't happen. You know I was just like. Uh, not patient to train at all with the 50-50 guarding, bearing ball, all yeah, this stuff. Yeah. You know, fight for me was something was more interest, more fun, more excited. And I got my black belt though, but for the yeah. last two years before I got my black belt, I was already doing some wrestling with the Cubans that, that was in Brazil. Yeah. I, was, I, I, was, I was already fighting like amateur boxing, things like that. So I got my nose broken. I was like a purple belt and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, let's say I... I, I I always like that. I love jujitsu, but for me, it was not enough. You know, man. I want to yeah. like more action. You know, and then MMA was just perfect. Oh man, we got so much in common, Pedro. I listen because I love I love jujitsu more than like I you know than I love any other art. Like I got done fighting, I want to open my jujitsu schools. I haven't sparred a day. I haven't making it, it took any more uh, you know deposits out of the uh, withdrawals out of the bank. You know what I'm saying? I love jujitsu, <laughs> yep. but. When it comes to watching jiu-jitsu, I, I watch some cool like jiu-jitsu matches, but I much rather prefer watching jiu-jitsu used 
in mixed martial arts. And Jamie and Maya, I mean, like guys, like fucking guys that are just like using it in combat. It's just such means, a true sense of danger, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong, and I'm not shitting on the new school stuff because I love any way you could break a leg, new ways to do it, the, everything with the legs. I love it; it's great. But <laughs> I like it for combat. Two guys sitting there in the fucking, you know, and they're fucking. I don't want to say the incorrect thing. I, it's not Indian stance. What the fuck is with your feet together, Robbie? I don't know. You're sitting down like you're meditative. Fucking yoga. Meditative. Yeah, two guys sitting yeah. in a fucking yoga pose. Fucking, <laughs> I mean, I get like back in the day, Pedro, with jujitsu matches, it would transition. It, like a guy like Fabio Gagel. I don't know if you ever heard of him, Marilla Bustamante. They'd fight a jujitsu match. It's very. It would transition right over to MMA. It's the same philosophy. Yeah. You're passing yeah, exactly. a guard. You're getting a position. I think it's just like the natural, like transition evolution you know like people they starting putting more money in jiu-jitsu so guys that want to fight jiu-jitsu they are able just to make money you know yes. and things like that but in the other hand man i i didn't go to mma because money you know because like i was like getting a little bit boring with like the new jiu-jitsu you know yeah. guys like stole the whole fight and then beat you by, by advantage things like that was kind of yes. like upsetting me and then after the match those guys come screaming in my face and I was like, motherfucker, you just, you just be me by advantage. If yeah. we go outside right now, yeah. I'll fuck you up. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you think you're going to be me just by one advantage, yeah. you know? And then I was starting getting frustrated. I was like winning a lot of yeah. fights, but losing the finals, yeah. things like that for strategy guys that was there putting me in the 55th. And then the whole fight, I was like, you know, and then they do yeah. it very involved in higher society. I want to fight, but they were like, switching lapels and things like that for the reason that like no gi as a as a, as a purple belt i started competing no gi more even even though that i had to travel a little bit in brazil to compete no gi because the gi there is still very strong today yeah and um i was always trying to find like a no gi tournaments just because i could you could use more my explosive i could use more my aggressive and if the guy want to just you know try to steal me right there using lapels and beating by advantage when we find no gi you know that better than night uh it's harder to situation like that to happen you can use it more aggressive your explosion you know compared to a jiu-jitsu gi which is more technical things like that don't take me wrong i still train jiu-jitsu with the gi today i love to teach i love to teach i teach uh, an american top team uh once a week just for fun because i like yeah. to help the people like not not even the pros the people that come in the gym the, yes the regular people you know so it feels I, good uh, yes i like it to teach you know i i i love i love to to learn so i'm always rolling with the gi purple yeah. belts brown belts and i i and i see the guys that in passion with the gi today like i used to be back in those days yeah and, and then i was like oh let me see this position let me see it again so i'm always like try to to learn this stuff and you know, I think that's a, it's a part of the life. You know, I see, I see, you know, also I see you guys like you, you know, um, doing like a great job today as a coach, training out the other guy from Georgia, Thank you know, you. that's, you know, I, you were the guy that I always look up for, you know, so I see you competing. Um, a good friend of mine, you compete against him, Terere. Oh, Terere, how is he? Man, Terere, he's doing, he's doing better though, Terere. He um, recently, for the last seven years, he has been problem with drug addiction. You know. Oh no, I don't like to hear that. Yeah. So I yeah, know he came of, from a, a very of, poor a neighborhood. Of, a lot of 
lot of people don't say that, but yeah. I think that we gotta be honest. You know, I, people gotta be aware of yeah. this stuff. So even him, you know, listening to stuff like that, we talk about him. Like, you know, it has been like a problem with the drug uh, addiction for yeah. lately. And uh, every once in a while that he's good, I go to Rio, uh, spend like a couple of days with him. He's still a beast. And he has a, he has a, uh, a project and the, the community that he lives. He helps yeah. over 300 kids. Yeah, because he comes from a poor community, yes? In, in Rio, yes. is it? Yes, in Rio. In Rio, yeah. which is like four hours driving from the city that I grew up. But I, I, I travel straight, you know, Florida, whatever, California, whatever I'm at. I travel straight to Rio, spend there a few days with him. I always yeah. try to... At least once a year, go down his project and see the kids growing up and doing jujitsu and things like that, helping you know any way that I can that I can help. And, oh, um, and I watched you guys match way back in those days, Shaolin. Leo, <laughs> Leo was what tournament was that? Yeah, was that was that? the Pro Ams, I believe, in North Carolina. That one, and that, that one. was in the year two thousand. Oh man, that was twenty years. That was twenty I years was two ago. years old, Matt. I was twenty years, years ago. Old. I'm still in here. <laughs> Yeah, that was exactly when I started training. Yeah. I was thirteen. I was able to get that's all amazing. Those. That's amazing. I was, that one, uh, they pass and they pass. Uh, uh, so my manager, right, George Kimana, So he yeah, had a I show. George, yeah. He had a show in Brazil. They they call a guard, uh, passing guard. Remember yeah. that? Yes, show? I remember that. I do. Holy and then shit! I used to be awake like later night, and then yeah. he he oh, was the guy that was that's showing, don't and then I used it. I used to record VHS on TV, and yeah. then I had that VHS for a while. That so day, amazing! That day you compete yeah. against Tere and Shaolin, Leo or Leo Vieira. Leo Vera, and I had a good match with Leo. That was my first time competing as black belt, and I I strangled a little um, Japanese judo fighter, and then I lost back to back to Leo Vera, and then I lost to your buddy Tere. But, you know, it's experience that I learned from that. And I did well in Abu Dhabi. Uh, Pedro, I'm having so much fun talking to you. We got, you got your opponent, Frank Yedger. You're both such great guys. Robbie, this is a battle of the, the this, two. This really guys. is. Like, for, this is the, the nicest M MFer in the, in the game. Yeah, I know. And he's such a bad, bad mother effer. Listen, I like the way we clean up uh, our language for the show. Yeah, I know that. Hey, I don't Pedro, know. We, man, we don't have to. I know. We really don't. It's unfiltered. Pedro, thanks for talking to us, man. Please come on again soon. I'm looking forward to your Definitely. fight with Frank. I, I would love it. I was so happy when he started following me on social media. I was like, yeah. yes. <laughs> hey, man, it's, it's really, it's great to get to know you, buddy. I'm looking forward to a great fight with you and Frankie. Appreciate it, man. All Best right. Luck, Take Pedro. care, Pedro. Take care, buddy. Take care. There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are influencers on the internet. Which means Tubi is more popular than sponsored posts for digestive enzymes and high coverage foundation. More popular than soft launching your boyfriend. More popular than making boomers explode with rage when you tell them how much you make on a single post. Tubi, it's more popular than influencers. See you in there. Do you want a beautiful lawn? 
Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. The legend, Frankie Edgar. Howdy, you know what, what's up, brother? You know Robbie Fox, don't you? Uh, I do. How are you doing, Frankie? How are you? Hey, good, good. you know you're close to a fight when you when you answer the uh, the Zoom with a shirt off. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you, know, you know. You know. It works. <laughs> that's not you in the off season. Now, actually, you're always, Frankie, I never see you out of shape, actually. I'm not too bad. I, I stay pretty close. I'm not, not yeah. the biggest guy in the world, so I say always rather close. I used to become a slob. I remember Frankie. I used to see Dana between fights. I always say this, but it's true. He used to go. Oh, he used to use the same fucking joke every time. But there was always somebody new around. They'd always laugh. He'd be like, "Oh, look, it looks like you ain't Matt Sarah." <laughs> <laughs> and then there's always some crony laugh. Ah, fuckers. Anyway, Frankie, what's up, man? Nah, man, just got done with the quarantine uh, here in Vegas. Uh, you know, it's moving along fight week. Okay, was it nose, throat, or rectum? How'd they do it? <laughs> How'd they do it? Nose or throat? Throat. Throat, throat? throat is so much. Let me tell you something. When I went to Abu Dhabi, I did like five of them. I just went to Vegas. I did like four of them, whatever it is. Uh, throat's better than the nose, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I got a couple of the throat ones. One was way worse than the other. The throat? Yeah, oh yeah. They were yeah. they were dangling that thing. They were fighting me. <laughs> they trying to like hit your tonsils in the back or some shit. Like in a for real. It was it was bananas. Frankie, talk to me about fight week, just being there for this bizarre, you know, fighting in the middle of a pandemic thing. Like, does it feel strange yet to you? I mean, I, I, it does, definitely does. Usually I have uh, uh, you know qu- quite a few people around. I got my, you know, corners, but I usually have some some of my buddies and my family around and you know, I'm kind of just solo with these guys. So uh you know, that's definitely unique, and uh, being stuck in a room for 24 hours makes you want to, you know, go crazy. But, you know, we're all in the same boat together, I guess you could say. Yeah, absolutely. I think it'll feel even stranger on fight night when you're in the apex and it's, you know, silent. It's going to be the first fight for you that's been, you know, not had this massive crowd in it for an incredibly long time. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be like sparring in the gym. That's, I guess, what I'm going to, you know, equate it to. So uh, we'll go in there. I'll, I'll be able to hear my coaches really well, so that'll be a plus. Now, who do you got with you? Uh, Mark Henry, uh, Ricardo Almeida, and Chris Ligori, or is it anybody yeah. different? And Chris Ligori and, uh, and Steve Rivera, my wrestling I'm sorry, well. Stevie. I didn't mean yeah. to forget you, Stevie. Yeah, but I know your crew. It is, listen, you know what's, I mean, there's going to be young guys coming up, but now, Frankie, do you, do you appreciate, like, each moment? Not saying it's going to fucking end tomorrow, but, like, you know, it's not like you're 26. So, like, each camp itself, like, like for instance, like, I was just, I just got back from Vegas and I shared a room with Longo, and we make jokes like we fucking can't stand each other. But, dude, that's, you know, after a while, it's not going to be going on forever. And you fucking – are you appreciating each you, I am. I, I am. You know, they, they say don't stop and smell the roses, but, you know, you got to take a sniff every, every once in a while, you know, because uh, it's only going to last so long. I mean, you know, the end is, uh, is imminent, of course, and it's, uh, you know, you can't, can't stop time. So I'm making the best of, best of it right now. And fighting a guy like Pedro Munoz, man, I'm telling you, I'm surprised you guys didn't cross paths before. I was you thinking know? the same exact thing when this fight got booked. Right? Because you hear about it, you're like, oh, fuck, I didn't even, th- I didn't even think about putting that fight together. That's a great fight. Yeah. You know? 
What do you for think? For sure, of you know, the first fight at thirty-five. So I mean, it kind of makes sense that we uh, we get we, you know he's a, he's number five right now. He's, he's definitely a stud. So I'm excited for this matchup. I'll tell you, I didn't ask. I didn't. We just talked to Pedro too. I almost wish we didn't because he's such a fucking nice guy. I know. Now we got It's like one of those weird things. I don't want place. anyone to lose. Well, well listen. I, I mean, listen. I'll, I'll, I'll say it right in front of him. I'm never going to pick against Frankie. No, me neither. Um, I'm from uh, Frankie, I'm from Jersey, so I'm not going to pick against. I you love either. it. I love it. That's <laughs> your home team, <laughs> baby. Home team. <laughs> I mean, so and then Frankie, with the COVID thing, you're you got part of that UFC gym. Is that that shit's? You're in the same boat as me with all this shit. <laughs> Is everything yeah, up? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not so much, uh, you know, I'm, I'm involved more on a different level, but uh, yeah, I mean, we're closed down, we're dealing with all this bullshit. It's, it's kind of crazy. I, you know, uh, I, you know, politics aside, man, this is just crazy times, I guess, across the board for everybody and every all the businesses. But uh, I mean, open the damn gyms. Come on now, let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, man. I listen. I never been a political person. I hate it. It's all negative. You know, it just it just irks me. But fuck, man, how flat does this curve got to get? I got yeah, kids. Dude, I got a kids, man. I got a fucking. For sure. For and now sure, they're saying man. we can open up, Frankie, but we got to wear a mask. How am I going to fucking wear a mask doing jujitsu? I know. You know? Yeah. You find you. Out, you know? That doesn't make sense. You're going to sweat over each other, get sweat in your eyeballs, but you got to wear the mask. Like, what are we talking yeah. about? None, none of this stuff makes sense, bro. From the gate, none of this shit made sense. And that's what irks me the most, you know? Yeah, yeah, I know because so many people are getting hurt by it. Has to feel good, Frankie, that you're actually able to fight during these times. I was gonna say no? you're able to distract people from this. So thank you for you know being able to get out there and get in the octagon Saturday night. Yeah, no, you know when, when I knew Dana was gonna try to put on fights, I knew I wanted to definitely fight during this. I mean, think about it. Twenty years down the road, I'm gonna say I got to fight during the pandemic. You know, so it's a unique, unique event for uh, for, for you know for all the fighters, and uh, to be part of this is, is gonna be cool in the future. And Frankie, you got no timetable, man. As long as you're doing well in the fucking gym and enjoying yourself, you plan on still fighting, no, Frankie? I do, yeah. You know, uh, you know. I, I mean, I mean, I'm not getting any younger, that's for sure. But uh, I, I honestly, I'm performing well in the gym. Uh, you know, I'm down in a new weight class. I feel like I got a new, uh, you know, a new, new, new canvas in front of me, and I'm excited to see what I can, can make with it. And that's not hurting you, the weight, getting the weight off like that. Not at all, man. It's been rather you look, easy. You look man. good. I mean, uh, early. You know, in the week. I, I, you know, 55, I cut zero, 45, I cut minimal. Honestly, this forced me just to be disciplined during camp and, you know, putting the good food in my body. I felt, I feel better this camp than I do most. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited to see my performance. And tell me about your podcast. Are you still doing that with your buddy Roger? We yeah, we right. are. <laughs> Champion and tramp. We're doing wanna... it. It's, uh, it's yeah. going to be had, we, we kind of closed down the guests for the past couple couple weeks just because, you know, I don't want to be around too many just, uh, you know, people I do I, I didn't know. So, uh, but yeah, we're still pumping them out, man. It's all right. Roger's a you know big goof, so it's a lot of fun. <laughs> How did you meet Roger, by the way? The people that watch he, your podcast a, probably he, want to know that. Yeah, he uh, he moved to uh, he moved to Tom's River back in the day, and you know we crossed paths, and then uh, I started teaching uh, you know a pretty much informal like MMA jitsu class back in the day, and he came in, and you know we kind of hit it off, and. Uh, is it before or after he started dating Jay Wow? Is it Jay Wow? Is it Jay Wow? Jay Wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. She's from Long Island, actually. Yeah. She, she is. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yo, it was, it was I think before, all that, before cast. that. 
not the whole case is from Long Island. One of those from Staten. Some from Staten Island, Long Island, but none of them are from Jersey. It's the the, the weirdest. Nah, this, uh, the, the situation's from Jersey. This okay. Is, oh, we got oh, one. There you go. You got we the got one. one. Yeah, you yeah, got yeah, the yeah. one with the fucking abs. So wait, you <laughs> you got friends with him after he got he joined. No, nah, before before I been, I was friends with him before. Then he met Jenny. Then you know my wife and his wife ex wife now they're uh, they became friendly over the over the years too. Mark Kit, my wife. We have daughters the same age. They hang yeah. out all the time. Oh, that's cute. How funny is that though? That you're like, oh, because you already were, you know, a famous guy from your from your yeah. fighting, and and also you're like, oh, there's my buddy Roger. Oh shit, he's dating JWAP. <laughs> yeah, is that how it went down? Is that what you're like? I mean, oh, shit. Well, he he, lo- he looks like he looks like a character on Jersey Shore. So it's perfect. <laughs> he's a perfect fit for it. Well, listen, man. When things get better, you know. I'm inviting myself on your podcast. No, I want you to no, invite I, me on. I, would love, hey, I think we'd have fun. When I get back from this, when I get back from this fight, you come down to the podcast. I'll give you a hug. I don't need no mask. Nothing. Yeah. There we go. I get tested a lot. See, it's always weird when you have kids, you know, because I hear you. Sometimes, yeah. like, yo, I don't give a. I'm like, like with my wife. I'm like, yo, I'm going here. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. She's like, you don't want to bring it home to the kids. They got respiratory issues. Ah, you know. Then I feel bad. You always got to be careful. You always got to worry about the the But shit, Frankie, man. They're back at dance class. I mean, fuck. Yeah, Yeah, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready ready to go. My kids kids are playing baseball. They're doing football. They're wrestling here and there. So, you know. I don't want to hear that new normal bullshit. We got to keep it old school. What else you got? This shit's so confusing. Um, I wanted to ask Frankie about the small cage. You fought. For so long, I assume you fought in a smaller cage, a bigger cage. We've heard some fighters say it made a big difference. I talked to Stipe. He thought it helped him a lot on Saturday night against Daniel Cormier. What do you think about it? I mean, I, I think I've won every time I fought in a smaller cage. So, you know, I'm down with it. It makes For, for me, it makes for more action. I'm definitely an action fighter. I feel like my conditioning is great. And uh, that's just a positive for me, I think. I see a guy like Frankie in quarantine much different than a guy like me that could take a lot of naps. Like I think Frank, Frankie, because you, I think they got to put like a, like a treadmill in there or something. How do you, I, Frankie? I look at you as a guy that can't sit still too much. Are you one of those, like like my I am, I am. I mean, I know how to relax during fight week. You got, yeah, you got to force stuff. Yeah. Through, but uh, there's a workout room not too far from here. You know, I'm able to get it in. I'm able to get my workouts that I need to do. And uh, now that quarantine's over, I'm gonna head over to the PI, get a little work in there as well. Is there anything? Now these are all personal questions, uh, Robbie. I always ask my own because sometimes I get turned on to new shows. For, and I know Frankie a long time. Frankie, is because when you do slow down, even back home with your wife, what are you streaming now? What are you watching? Anything? Oh man, you know I just watched The Boys. The Boys oh, on uh, Amazon. So good. Yes, great, you're talking man. to two nerds great. right here. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like the if the Justice League, if like the Justice League were a bunch of assholes, right? Yeah, yeah. So good. That comes back soon too. Next next no, month September comes back 4th, for season two. Yeah, September fourth. That's right. And then here yeah, you're like this one. I'm just we're watching in the room. Actually, I'm watching Fear City on on Netflix. It's New York versus the Mafia. Hell yeah! Pretty good little documentary. Pretty yeah, good. Yeah, Jimmy listened to watch that. It was then they're listening into the mob and shit yep. like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. They kind of they kind of snake the mob, man. It's kind of you know, but hey, it's, yeah. That's such a dirty thing to say. Such a dirty thing to say. Yeah, <laughs> mafia. I mean, you're <laughs> all bad. They didn't tell them they were listening in on their fucking hits. <laughs> Frankie, the dark side of Frankie Edgar. That's, That's perfect. That's the answer right there. Frankie, if you got Amazon Prime, get into Vikings. I'm Vikings? Telling you, oh, I'm telling yeah. you, man. I watched right. it twice because I got my wife into it. And it's, oh, my, man, it's so good, Frankie. So right, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Right, I think man. I have an app on the TV in here. I'll probably start it tonight. Dude, I'm telling you. I got Longo into it. Longo binged it. 
Oh, fucking Vikings! Oh, I fucking loved it. He's You're fucking... gonna have him jacked up to go fight Pedro Munoz like a Viking. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll tell you. Well, listen, it's gonna be a fucking sick fight. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. When things clear up, dude, I know I'm taking a drive out to the fucking out to Jersey, and I'm hanging out with you and Roger. Yeah, definitely, man. Cool. That, that'd be amazing. I'd love to have you, man. Oh, we'll have a great blessed. time, man. Shit. You know? I was waiting for you to invite me. You never did. And you were doing the show for like six months or so. How long have you been no. doing the show? <laughs> Frank, I, don't wanna, I know you well enough that I can give you a little bit of a guilt trip. How long have you been doing the show for? Uh, since about January. <laughs> All right. So, Robbie, I gave him like a few months. I'm like, All right, let him get on his feet. Then he's in well, you know, You've been on my show, haven't you, Matt? You've been on my show. I had a Robbie's show. I had all local people on it, but I, I, know. I, I need some star power. I need I some star power. So, Matt, Maddie, you're coming on. Well, listen, maybe I'll bring Longo. Then you'll really get some fucking ratings. <laughs> 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 all right, listen, man. Say hello to every all your crew. I love them all. We love you, Frankie Edgar. You're a legend, and we'll be watching you this weekend, brother. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it, man. Always a blast. Always a blast, man. I'll talk to you soon, Maddie. All right. All right, Robbie. All right. Good, the legend, Frankie Edgar. There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are Golden Retrievers. Which means Tubi is more popular than using meat-flavored toothpaste. More popular than never figuring out what W-A-L-K spells. More popular than kicking your leg when a human rubs your belly just right. Tubi. It's more popular than Golden Retrievers. See you in there. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Robbie Fox, man, I'll tell you. I mean, listen, Battle of the Nice Guys. Those guys are the best. Those guys I mean, are the come absolute on, best. man. And first of all, that's the, I talked to Pedro a little before his fight with Aljo and a little after, and he was a nice guy. But now I really like him. Now guy I'm like, is shit. passionate. You, you Any, hear the passion in his voice about everything he talks about. Anybody but one of my guys or Frankie, I'm rooting for him. Yeah, I'm you with you. You know what I mean? I'm with you. He's on the unfiltered squad now. Yeah, because I, I mean, damn, what a nice guy. You know, and not just because, you know, he gave me a lot of compliments. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I'll tell you, I was feeling a little Sarah down. <laughs> I was feeling a little down. I have a little quarantine dad's belly here. So, you know what I mean? I got to lose that. Yeah. Here's you know, what I'm going to ask you, Matt, before we Yeah, get talk to me, well, Robbie. When this all clears up, yes. can you come out to your gym and for a Kimura seminar? Can you sure. teach me how to slap oh, a Kimura on someone? I if someone yeah. gives me some shit, I will teach you. Hit it on them. I will teach you how to rip a Kimura. Well, you know what else I'd want to teach you for this? And like, what do you really? want to teach me? I just want to teach you if someone tries to like, get you in a headlock and give you a nudgie or something. Somebody tries to look at yeah, you and say, Robbie, Robbie's got a, I know what's going to, know what I fear for you, Robbie? What do you this fear? is what I fear for you. You are a kid that's yep. got a lot going on, a lot going on. And by having so much going on, you're like, for a kid your age, even though you're like an alpha in disguise. And that, that's a that's a compliment. Like you're, oh, I'm taking you're, that as a compliment. Girls are Nobody's looking at me like, that word about me girls are, girls are looking at that and they're like, wow, he's this other kid, he's still in his he's literally in his 
Is mom's? Wait, do you live in your mom's basement? No, that's just the okay, name okay, of my right. but but I, I got an apartment kids. in Manhattan. Listen, Matt, Sarah. You, fuck yeah, you do. Fuck yeah, you're <laughs> Robbie effing Fox. But you know, people, you know, like your age are still living at home or they're fucking whatever they're doing. You're hanging out with Dana White. You got you guys are you know. Great. I'm hanging out with Matt Sarah. Well, I wasn't gonna bring that up, but you know, now that you did, I was. I you was. know, I did knock out Frank Trey. Dude, knock GSP out. Come on. Well, he's nice, so I don't bring it up. I just bring up Trey. <laughs> but listen, man, you got the world by the nuts, and I'm afraid that some guy like um a classic bully from an 80s movie would look at Bar you and see all the jacket, yeah. yes exactly with some dumb jock and they'll see you and they'll see all the girls around oh robbie fox you know he plays music he'll hear you'll hear the the, the you know the, the little mum the little whispering of how how these girls like you and then they'll try to alpha you put you in a headlock give you a nudgy i want you to, to be able to turn the tables do a takedown into a position to an arm lock to mount i mean listen, you imagine that imagine i catch him in some kind of heel hook they don't even it, know what hit him it goes viral, and now nobody, then you're dead. Nobody messes with me then. Yeah, yeah. listen, music, look at you. I mean, every, you, you got all, you're like a well-rounded fighter. Listen, w- w- it's, it's set. When everything's okay, I'm going to come down to yes. the Sarah gym, and we're going to do a self-defense class. All right, hey, listen, that was the great Robbie Fox. He had to take off, but I, there's a little bird chirping in. My Jimmy Bird is going to join us, the great Jimmy Norton. Jimmy, hey man, I didn't. I was. I wasn't sure if I was going to talk to you. I'm so happy. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm in a, a, a location where I can sit. It's nice to like when I'm not there. I always. Uh, I have to call in, so it's nice to not have to call in now. I can just use my computer. Uh, and it, normally a phone in is hard. It was usually you and the, another host in the studio, and it was like being a fly on the wall. I missed Robbie today, though. I feel bad. I feel like that he knew I was coming and he left. And he's such a what a nice kid. I'll tell you. 22 years old, so I mean, he's just got the world by the, the nuts. Yeah. He really does. He's a smart I mean, guy, he's, very he's funny. Smart. Yeah. He's BFF with Dana White. He talks to yeah. Dana more than I do, for sure. <laughs> he's always, every time I see him, he's hanging out with Dana, doing anything, doing a, he's doing a fucking tour of the Apex Center. Yeah. He, he's doing a lot. He's nice, nice kid. So what are you saying? That, uh, what, what, are you, what is this, your new best friend? Is that, is that, is that what are you well, trying to make? All I'm saying is, you know, every time you, you know, you bring up how close you are with uh, Robert Kelly, you know, your other bald friend, a little, little overweight, <laughs> and I say, you know, and, you know, he's, he's funnier and chubbier than me, and I get a little jealous. That's so I have, to, I have to throw it back. It's not true that he's funnier or chubbier. He's not funnier than you. Well. He is chubbier. I like that, Jimmy! We're back! Okay. You won me over all over again. All right, good. But you want to talk about the co-main and main? Because we can talk about that. I do. Also, did you guys touch on um, on Jones vacating the belt? You know what? I'm so we we just we hopped right into those interviews. I'm glad you brought that up. Let's talk about it. John Jones vacated, and it looks like uh Blahovich against um, uh, Dominic Reyes. And Reyes against Jones, I would love to have seen that one again because I thought that Reyes, I, if I remember correctly, I thought it was three to two Reyes or four to one. I thought Reyes won that fight. It was a close fight, but I, I mean, like Jones didn't get blown out. But I thought yeah. I thought Reyes came out on top, if I remember correctly. A lot of people feel the same way. Yeah, you know, it was a, a close fight for sure. But uh, so wait, so he vacates it. Vacates belt. Looks like uh, yeah, uh, Blahovich against uh, Reyes is the name. Was what I'm hearing now. 
And also, uh, Ngannou definitely is the next shot at Stipe, which is fair. He's earned it uh, after fucking barreling through Curtis Blades and JDS. And, uh, Who's not going to want to see that? Ace. I know. I don't know, man. Like, Stipe, it's hard to ever bet against Stipe. He was so incredible in that first fight. But I don't. It's will he be able to do that to Francis again? Maybe. Well, the biggest thing is no one's able to – lately, no one's able to survive the first – yeah, you know, exchange. Yeah, and he know, and he's not stupid. He has the grappling ability. Yeah, you know, ha, do we have we seen Francis in a second or third round lately? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So you know, if he doesn't hit you with that big overeem uppercut, and or he doesn't hit you with it, listen, he touches you, he's hurting you. Yeah. But if he touches you in the second or third round, he might not hurt you as much. You know what I mean? Or you take a little bit off. I don't know, and you can't say this guy doesn't have a ch- listen. I I think I can't I. I can't wait for that fight. When is that? I know, I know. Because you could picture Ngannou, like if Ngannou comes in the way he did against Rosenstrike, does Stipe handle it the same way? Or is he uh, a seasoned enough grappler to figure out a way just to get a hold of Frank? I mean, who knows? I mean, that's a, that's a really interesting fight, though. And will he be able to do the same thing twice? I don't know. Shit, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Wait, what did you say the date was? Uh, what's that, buddy? The date you said to be announced? No, or? no, no, no. I, I'm just saying Dana said that that would be the next fight. Oh, it would be the next fight. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought you were calling in with breaking news. Like, like, no, they didn't tell me anything. My little news bird. Sorry. Do you think Jones fights? Now, does Jones wait for a title shot? You can't have – look, I love Jones. But you cannot have his first heavyweight fight potentially be against Francis Ngannou. Why not? I, I have no answer. He to that. did it all. He did it all. Why not? I'm asking you, why not? They were talking about a potential uh, super fight with him and Brock Lesnar back in the day. Why can't he have a? Why can't he go for the title? He's dude. He's beating everybody. Except for that downward elbow from Matt Hamill bullshit. Yeah. When he did that to him. I mean, he's undefeated. Well, yes. he is, but he also is. I think he's. I think Jones has gotten that one back. When you look at like again, Chael, he knocked Chael out in the first round. But or TKO, but John had a broken toe in that fight. So if that had gone another minute, John would not have been able to fight the second round. He would have lost the belt. The Dominic Reyes decision was very close. Listen, um, listen. So they kind of. I think it comes. No, out. You, you, but you're not. You're not changing the facts that he's fucking undefeated. This is a game of inches. Yeah. If 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 Eve Edwards would have followed me up, I would have been out of the UFC when he dropped me. He didn't. Yeah. His bad. My good. I'm hanging out with you, and I love Eve. So I'm not attacking him. Eve, yeah. I, I should not be. I, there's an S on it that I should have left off ages ago. Yeah. Oh, you st- you've still pronounced the silent. What the fuck it? That'd be like if I called you Matt. That'd be like if I called you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I called Dean Din. It's true. You know, but uh, hey, man, enough of that bullshit. Let's get to it. All right. Um, what do you think? No bullshit. No, I understand. Let's see. What's the co-main? Uh, let me get that in front of me. That's OSP versus Alonzo. Oh, fight against uh, Curtis uh, Menafield. Menafield is, Menafield is, is, is explosive, man. I'll yeah. tell you, uh, De- uh, Devin Clark, who we found him looking for a fight, fought him really smart. Clinching a lot, striking, clinching. And, uh, you know, in- implicate, in- implemented. In- implemented. I said that, Jimmy. I said implemented. Okay. I said implemented. Okay. <laughs> I miss you, Jimmy. I'll be back. I'll be Little back. Robbie Fox would have just sat there and let me stutter and not want to, <laughs> not, not want to make me feel like an idiot. 
Um, he had to re- he really implemented his uh, grappling. Even yeah. if he didn't get him down and, and submit him, he, he used it to, uh, to win the match and put him up against the cage, put him down, put him down again, and yada, yada. So I feel that Ovin Sampu is going to – Ovin Sampru is going to take, take him down and uh, finish him in the second round, I think. That's exactly what I was going to say. A second round, maybe uh, that uh, – I, I think he'll choke him. He'll choke him in the second round. I, I think, again, OSP is too experienced. He's fought everybody. Um, yeah, second round submission by – Then Robbie Fox thinks he's going to get it in the first round. He might, but you got to think that uh, – that uh, Alonzo, I said Curtis, by the way. So I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Curtis Mayfield <laughs> because I was listening to Curtis Mayfield before. And I'm like, he's on my mind like a fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> Curtis, yeah, Curtis Mayfield is fighting. Uh, uh, Alonzo, I, I think that, uh, yeah, second round, he might be able to stay away for the first round. Sometimes, especially coming off a loss, they're both coming off a loss. Maybe he's a little more gun shy in the first round and he knows uh, uh, OSP can grapple. So I, I, I take it in the second round. Now. Yeah. Main event. Yeah. Uh, Pedro Munoz versus uh, Frankie Edgar. Frankie's coming off of two losses, right? Mm. I'm getting Frankie by decision, you know? But Pedro is dangerous. Heavy hands, sick guillotine. A guillotine, one arm, he'll get you. I gave Frankie a little guilt trip about him not inviting me on his podcast. Is that wrong? I feel I'm close enough with him to tease him like that. Yeah. No, why hasn't he invited you? That's a fair question. Us. Why hasn't he invited us onto his podcast? That's a great point. Road trip, Jimmy. I'm driving. No, I mean, you can go on your own time. I, I just feel like he's never invited me either. So you're not alone. No, he, you know what it is? He's the type of guy he doesn't want to impose on nobody, you know, like hassle you. I'll be like, oh, he did all local people. Everyone but, says that when they don't want us. Oh, I don't want to impose. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you picking? You picking Frankie or are you picking what are you doing? You know, you uh, Frankie's lost three out of four fights. It, it's uh, what I like about I, Jimmy. Jimmy, you know, Jimmy's not here to make friends. No, no. What I'm saying is like, a lot of times I don't see a guy losing three in a row. Like, you know what I mean? Frank's lost two in a row. I, I don't see a lot of these guys losing three fights in a row. Um, I think that they're going to find a way. Um, uh, that Jair fight was three years ago. You know what, man? I may have to agree with you and take Frankie by decision as well. Because um, I don't think he's going to lose his third fight in a row. Then again, I didn't think JDS would either. Uh, I don't think Frankie's going to lose his third fight in a row. Um, I think he'll find a way to uh, to outpoint him. But um, he's, I mean, he's had a lot of decision wins. What's Frankie's 38 now? How old, how old is Pedro? 33. Yeah, all right. So he's not like he's 25. Yeah, I'll take Edgar by decision. We're going to agree on both of the picks. Jimmy, really quick, before we uh, – listen, I know you're on the road. I don't know where you are, Jimmy. You're so mysterious. I'm not even going to ask you. I'll tell so you mysterious. Fair. Tell me off air. It looks like you're in a hotel room, you dirty I boy. Am. I'm on Fight Island. <laughs> I'm training. <laughs> on Fantasy Island. Jimmy, on the Contender Series last night, this is the first time ever that two brothers uh, – they, they compete on the show and they get signed by the UFC. There was these two brothers that were undefeated and uh, Orion battled back for like a, a tough fight, but um, reverse a heavily favored Matt, Matt, uh, Matt Dixon. And he was just seconds left. He had a TKO, which is amazing. Don't you love that? Like in, in the final oh, dude. TKO at the end, there's nothing better than that. But you would love this whole story with these kids. Like, like I mean, it's inspiring because they had a very, they had a very like rough childhood where they were pretty much had to look out for each other. Right. And, uh, you know, 
it, it, they 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 could have went down a bad path, but they they chose to be good people and do the right thing. And and I'll tell you right now, they're both beasts. Uh, this is this is very exciting. I, I like that. I want to see what's 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 gonna how they're gonna do in the UFC because they both had such a, a impressive uh, showing. And I love their story. You know what I mean? So it's very exciting. Yeah, right. that's a little seven and zero. And uh, that's, that's Lewis amazing. and Orion. What's that? Cosi. Lewis and Orion Cosi. I mean, they, they that was that was fun. I enjoyed that. And there's another big heavyweight. Uh, what's his name? Da -da -da -da, the Parisian. Parisian. I'll tell you right now. He fucking. He looks like a. a, a he won by a first round knockout, and that was nice because he was a, a beast. And then there was one more, da -da 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 -da, or two more. Let me see, really quick. I just want to give the shout out. Yeah, I understand. Easy and one. Oh, no. Oh, uh, Shanae buys. Cheyenne. Cheyenne buys. I'm sorry. Moron. Well, I'm happy. Congrats to her also. I'm enjoying it, the, the, the uh, Contender Series, Jimmy. I yeah. am. I like hearing the stories of these fighters. Yeah. And uh, it gets you kind of invested. And then when you see them pull out, you know, the, like a fight, like, uh, like last night, like with, with the, with how the brothers won, it, it was really. It's inspiring. It's weird. When, when, like the fact that you, you become invested in somebody when you've only watched them win once or, or, or fight once. That's the beauty of a backstory that means something is that like you, you start caring about a person. Because when you root for fighters, you're rooting for somebody that you like or rooting against someone you don't like. It, it, indifference is the worst thing. That's why Connor's yeah. a smart guy because he understands indifference is the killer. Love and hate are both equally uh, good ticket sellers. So when you watch something like that and you see a guy's backstory, before you even watch him fight or after one fight, you're like, fuck, I kind of like this guy. I, I want to watch this guy fight again. So it's smart. That's what I'm saying. It's really smart to show that backstory. Yeah, and you don't want to be on the fence. Get off the fence. Feels good, though. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, my sick little friend, I miss you. Yes, uh, Listen, enjoy the fights this weekend. Yes, uh, I'll probably text you over the weekend as we always do. And yeah. I'm um, not going to text with any spoilers, though. Sometimes I do that. Like, oh, that fucking arm lock. But I, you know, Matt will text because a lot of times I watch on delay. Depends if I'm if I'm working or if I'm in the broad, and, and I'll get it. Matt will be like, "You watching? Did you see that? Like, at least now you're not saying what happened. You're like, are you watching? I got better. I got better. I learned. Because sometimes I get a text back like watching later. Because I'm like, ah, I go the black bees knockout. Ah, and I'd be my text. Ah, and you'd be like, you know, the worst is you ever do this. You ever go to watch like an hour later? And you open up the app and you hit oh. like the wrong button and it goes to live view. Yeah. That happened to me during Carwin. I forget. It might have been. It was a Shane Carwin fight. And yeah. I came up to my friend's house to watch it. And, they, and I just hit the wrong button and showed the live view or whatever. And I just see Carwin with his arms up. And I'm like, ah, oh, you motherfucker. I, I, missed, I blew the whole fight. Oh, but, then, the, but, he only, but you knew he, he, won, he only had one arm up. Is that when he fought Jason Ellis? <laughs> yeah, it was Ellis Mania. Yeah, you're correct. Hey, man, you're the best, Jimmy. Love ya. Let's say goodbye. Let's just do our thing of saying goodbye to the audience. It's becoming our new thing. Yes, even though we already said goodbye and they had to edit it. I'm <laughs> um, oh, sorry, did I blow it? <laughs> Jimmy, I love you. I will talk to you soon. Unfiltered Army, you yeah. know I love you. Have a good one. Uh, I will talk to you over the weekend, Jimmy. Goodbye, buddy. Bye, everyone. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms. 
then blended to perfection and cold pressed to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 